You know, when I started this, I'd never believed we would have this many television series and that this many fantastic people would watch us. And I'd like to thank you for making this one of the most popular how-to shows ever. And I owe it all to you. You're fantastic. And from the very bottom of my heart, I thank you for allowing me to be part of your family and to come into your homes each week. That's so special. The joy of painting made Bob Ross a household name. And because he was on television sets in so many households, for a lot of folks, he did feel like part of the family. Bob made that statement in 1987, not having any idea just how many more TV sets and smartphones and laptops he'd still be on throughout the next four decades. But some families didn't turn Bob on in the 1980s and the 1990s. Some families weren't turned on to Bob Ross until later. And one of those families was my family. No, that one, maybe there's a little one lives over here. Looks like a whole family. You got mama and papa and, and three kids. Whole family little trees. It's a cold, gray, wet, and wintry morning in the Northeast. A stay indoors day, if ever there was one. Ooh. I'm at my parents' house for the holidays, sitting at the kitchen table, looking out into the soggy backyard. I count six squirrels scurrying out in the drizzle, waiting for me to come out there and pitch them some precious peanuts. My dad keeps an enormous plastic container by the door for just such an occasion. Dad and the squirrels are on a first-name basis. Remind you of anyone we know? Some of the earlier series, one of our favorite little squirrels was Peapod the Pocket Squirrel. He lives in my backyard now. We've turned him loose. We turned him loose quite a while back. But he won't go away. He, he's found out that, that begging for peanuts and stuff for me is much easier than going out there and working. The squirrels here are the size of sumo wrestlers, and they're not shy about coming right up to the door to get some goodies, even in the rain. But unlike Bob, we don't let him inside. But he's my little friend. So he comes to the back door, literally, and begs. And I open the door, he comes in the house, and he'll run all around the kitchen to see what I've got available. If he finds something he likes, that's his. Peapod and my family share a principal passion. Food. In a little while, a heavenly aroma will permeate every nook and cranny of this house. Mom's going to fry up five pounds of chicken cutlets, complete with bread, pasta, and sauce. Even though my mother and my father, my sister and my brother-in-law, my nephew and I are rarely all in the same room together these days, it seems like just another holiday here. When we're not commiserating at the breakfast table or the dinner table, we typically retreat to our own corners, our own devices. Sports are watched, naps are taken, electronics are stared into. Don't get me wrong, I love my family, we love each other. Just being here is a blessing. In a way, the same old same old is like putting on a comfortable fuzzy sweater. But it's still the same old fuzzy sweater. The same old family holiday. Isn't there something special we can all do together this holiday season? Something besides eat? There, just a little green left back here, even though Jack Frost may be doing his magic. Still a little green on some of these. There, maybe he missed this one. Now, if I could really invite Bob Ross over for the holidays, you know I would. 
Bob would pull up in the vet with Peapod in his pocket. We'd pour out some nog, watch It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas, movie house! Merry Christmas, Emporium! Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building alone! Maybe enjoy some of Bob's famous holiday deviled eggs. It's a good thing I took up painting instead of cooking because my eggs don't come out too well. Well, maybe we'll just let Bob carve the roast beast. And just like Santa, at this time of year, Bob Ross has helpers. In the spirit of the season, to help celebrate family and togetherness, Bob Ross sent us one of his elves. My name is Chris Severin, and I'm from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. One of Chris's earliest memories are of morning show Muppets. How many pineapples are there? Well, let me see. Uh, there's a one, two, three, four. When he was just two years old, Chris's mom would sit him down in front of the TV. And little did little Chris know that this was about to change everything. I got to watch a little bit of Bob before Sesame Street came on, and my mom tells the story every day now because she gets to talk to people about me being an instructor, and she says he would sit there and watch Bob paint those paintings, and then Sesame Street would come on, you know? Oh, yo, boy, that was good. You mommy must be proud of you. You had three pineapples there, you made one disappear, and now you have two pineapples left. About half a century after first laying eyes on Bob Ross, Chris Severn became a certified Ross instructor. Doesn't take very long. Chris reached out after he heard this exchange between my nephew and I on episode one of The Joy of Bob Ross. Would you be interested in learning how to paint like Bob Ross? Yes. If I can make that happen? Yes. We can do a class together. Okay. All right, we'll try to arrange that. Wait, what? Ex- I said we'll try to arrange that in exchange for y- your time. Okay. You deserve a treat, right? Yeah. Not just the fame of being on the podcast. You need more than that. It's called incentivizing. What the heck is that? Is that even a word? It sure is. You think I'm just making up words? Well, I think you made up that word. Well, you said incentivizing. So. Incentivizing. I don't know. Yeah, try it. Incentivizing. Incentivizing. Now Chris is on his way to teach the whole family how to paint like Bob Ross. But before Chris gets here, let's take you back to how Chris really got here. I think that would be a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I have an amazing family. When I was growing up, I would get made fun of sometimes because I would tell stories about what my family did and people didn't believe me. My dad was a magician and my uncle was a world-class weightlifter and my other uncle built fighter jets and... You know, my other uncle played in drums in a band and wanted to be a stand-up comedian and all this other stuff. So regular working class people. So regular working class people, (laughs) you know. Now, I don't know many dudes who grew up in a house of magic. So maybe there is a whole other podcast to be made. But for now, I gotta at least ask what that was like. Here's a little trick. My mom would wake up in the morning with coins like stuck to her face and stuff because my dad would be practicing and fall asleep, you know, while he was practicing and there'd be coins and cards and stuff like that. The exhaustion of magic. (laughs) He couldn't, he was so spent that he had to leave the coins on your mom's face. There were no rabbits jumping out of hats or ladies being sawed in half here at the Scalzo house. But Chris and I still had similar upbringings and families that nurtured our love of performing and creating. I've been an artist in some way for most of my life. 
when I was in high school, I wanted to be a graphic designer. I wanted to do art in some way, but I knew that being a traditional artist or you know having paintings on the wall, selling them for thirty thousand dollars or something, wasn't an avenue that I was going to be able to take. But I could be an artist and get paid to be a graphic designer. Just let it happen. When I was doing that art, I was still watching Bob. I was still listening to what he said and applying it to how I did art, how I designed and stuff. I always wanted to paint that way, but I was always a little afraid to paint that way. It's very intimidating when you're on your own and have to decide to take the leap because they don't always have the right supplies at the store and you have no idea what you're looking at. And then a really, really good friend of mine called me up one day and said, hey, I'm taking you to a Bob Ross class so we can paint together. And like, I kind of freaked out, not to him, but just on my own. Like after he hung up the phone, I was like, oh man, this is gonna, I'm not gonna be good at this. There's no way I want, I'm freaking out. Okay, we'll give him a little friend. Everybody needs a friend. We've done all kinds of goofy things together and they would come over to my house for game night and stuff and Bob would be playing on the television and we would talk about it and I would break a painting down, you know, talk about why he's painting this way. So he knew that you had a passion for this. Yeah. And, you know, he just called me up one day and said, we're doing this, I'm taking you, and you can't say no, you know? (laughs) And so I went. Okay, I think we're about ready for the magic moment here. When the class was over, Chris's anxiety, his frustration, transformed into jubilation. I was frustrated that first class. I was mad at my mountains. I didn't like my trees. I didn't like my lake or whatever in the beginning. But at the end of the class, I was kind of on cloud nine. I went down to get certified after a conversation with my wife and started painting there. And I'm like, oh, I can stand here and watch Nick do it. Ask him questions. Why are you holding the brush that way? Why are you doing this? Do we have to do that? Do we need to do this? You know, and hear somebody who already knows how to do it answer those questions. That's the one thing you couldn't do watching Bob on TV. You can't make him stop and answer a question. You know, you had to kind of deduce this stuff on your own. You gotta hit the pause button on your VCR. Yeah, but you can you can (laughs) hit the pause button, but you're still sitting there going, How do you do that? It'll drive them crazy. They'll think magic's happening there when they see all these colors that just Now, Chris Severin, who got certified only a few months ago, has entered the lion's den. He pulls into my parents' driveway in a white Ford Freestyle SUV. Chris is super friendly. He wears eyeglasses with colorful frames. And a t-shirt that says Nakatomi Plaza Christmas Party on it. A sly ode to one of the greatest holiday action flicks of all time. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? Soon, we're nerd bonding over movies and music, while removing art supplies from the back of Chris's car. It's like Tetris back here. Canvases and easels and buckets, all strategically stuffed. I don't want to you know, disrupt your rhythm. Have you ever um, taught a class while also being featured on a podcast? I have never done that before, but I think we'll be able to figure it out. Well, this is our world, and we can make right. it happen, right? That's right. It's our world. You're the creator, and we're just going to have a good time doing happy little trees. 
So tell me what we're doing now. We're in the backyard. We're prepping. You are writing some code on a piece of paper. What is this code? So I'm writing the paints that we're going to use today on your kind of pretend palettes here on this paper. And the code is just the two letters of each paint. So we have TW for titanium white. Of course, I said two, so now there's three. PHB <laughs> for phthalo blue. MM for mountain mix. VDB for Van Dyke Brown, DS, Dark Sienna, AC, Alizarin Crimson, SG for Sap Green, BR for Bright Red, and then our yellows are in the center, just like Bob. Cadmium Yellow, Yellow Ochre, and Indian Yellow. So the Bob Ross chart of the elements. There you go. It's the Bob Ross chart of the elements. That's exactly right. A crazy color here. I love this color. And as Chris Severin sets up six painting stations in the Scalzo backyard, the family, one by one, begin to emerge. All right, I'm here with my sister. Hello, everyone. How are you? Is this how you're going to introduce yourself on the podcast? You want to do it over? Hello, I'm here. <laughs> That's staying in now. It's, it's organic. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you? They can't answer you. This is a podcast. This is not, there's no audience participation. I am so excited to be a part of this today. On this lovely day. Well, in a strange way, you are somewhat responsible for this. Your son, your offspring, participated in the first episode of the podcast. And we, with some intention, mentioned on the podcast that maybe he would be able to, to paint along with Bob or CRI at some point. Well, I mean, he does take after me, and I'm a wonderful painter. That's true. You're modest as well. Modest and wonderful painter you are. You're known for your modesty. And your podcast appearances, obviously. You have a lot of experience with this. This is my first time. This is podcast. your first time on a podcast and also taking a Bob Ross class. Correct. Even if you've never painted, this is one that you can do. And your friends and your family, <laughs> they won't believe you've done it. Now, you are probably, I would say, the kid will give you a run for your money, but certainly the most artistic person in this family. Do you feel that you have an advantage over the rest of us? You know, I've been known to use a little burnt sienna in my life. Chris, do we have burnt sienna? Is that one of the colors? We don't use any of the cooked or raw siennas. Oh, you see, we're, we're all starting from <laughs> ground zero here. Your burnt sienna advantage that went right out the window. Talk about your artistic background. Do you think... Well, you can I, boast if you want. but I, you, I have a love of art, and I have a love of painting, so I think that if you enjoy doing something, your finished product will reflect your love of art. All right, yeah, so here's my mom who has no love of art. What do you expect to happen, Mom, when you paint? I'm quite intimidated. I have no artistic ability. I feel I'm creative, but I'm not artistic as far as producing fine art. Like, your sister has great talent. You're pretty good. But I am looking forward to this, even though I'm being intimidated. And let's, you know, let's be fully transparent on this podcast. You know, we had to twist your arm to do this. You certainly did. I said I'm intimidated. I'm the first one to admit it. Was that why? Chris assured me that I would be having fun and coming away with a beautiful finished product. So it, we haven't even begun. This, basically, Chris is laying bricks on easels right now, and yet... You've already turned. You're already excited about this. I'm excited, and he put my mind at ease. So, yes, I'm looking forward to it. Is that part of the experience, Chris, is putting people's mind at ease who act like my mom when, when they do this for the first time? Absolutely. I mean, I've had people come to classes that are standing in front of the 
Esau and they're literally shaking when we start. And it's part of my job to get them to not shake anymore and just enjoy painting and have happy time and have a good night. And what's your track record? Are you are you 100%? Have you ever had somebody who just flipped the table over and said, I'm out of here? I'm 100%. Thankfully, I'm 100%. I've had nobody flip tables yet. All right, the track record speaks for itself. The night is young. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we'll be all right. We really don't make mistakes. You learn to use what happens. And that's when you truly, truly experience the joy of painting. Because there's no fear of this canvas. My dad was a New York City police officer. He rode motorcycles. You'd think he was pretty fearless. But he won't get on an airplane. And as far as I know, he's never painted the sky. This will be new for me. I'm certainly not autistic at all. And how I raise two autistic children, I have no idea. It's mind-boggling. And a grandson. Oh, my goodness. Take me back to when you were nine years old. What were you doing? If you weren't painting, what were you doing? Baseball, baseball, baseball. Stickball, schoolyards, Brooklyn boy. Always in the street till 11 o'clock at night. An athlete, but not an artiste. No, not at all. And here's another question. You turned me on when we were children to movies, television shows... As kids, we grew up with Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers and the Electric Company. No Bob Ross. Where was Bob Ross in my childhood? Well, I was working two, three jobs, going to school. What does that have to do with it? I wasn't around <laughs> to show you Bob Ross. I, I just discovered Bob Ross myself, and I, I'm watching every episode now on uh, YouTube. But the man is amazing. Just how he does it, his voice, happy this, happy that. His voice is so gentle, calming. It's a really nice experience. I think because we felt we weren't artistic, we never explored any of those avenues. I mean, I had heard of him, but I never felt I, sh I could pursue it because I didn't have the confidence to do it, even though he, he seemed to make it easy. And with this, we can make fantastic things happen. Turns out there is one person in the family who grew up with Bob. I offered to let him wear my Bob Ross t-shirt during our painting class. Well, you're not, you're not going to fit in my Bob Ross shirt. <laughs> no, I have one myself. Oh, do you really? Oh, yeah. I have my own. I have the one that says, there are no mistakes, just happy accidents. Did you have that shirt before I did the Bob Ross podcast? I yes, I did, because I was a big Bob Ross fan growing up as a kid. Um, just watching him when I got home from school, I lay down on the couch, and he kind of, kind of like a meditation, which back then I didn't know what meditating was, but... I just enjoyed sitting on the couch listening to his voice, and half hour later, I'd be sleeping. And you like to sleep. <laughs> I sure do. I'm the napper. <laughs> now, this is my brother-in-law, Anthony Domango. He he's the napper. <laughs> That's his Batman villain nickname. <laughs> the napper. <laughs> now, you have no artistic uh, pedigree whatsoever yourself. Is that correct? <laughs> this is true. Yes, none, none whatsoever. So you're the classic, I love Bob Ross, but not because I love to paint. So why were you not motivated to say, hey, why don't I try this? Oh, so many times I would watch his show and be like, that looks too easy to do. Like, I, I always wanted... Too easy? Yeah, the way he made it, the way he would do the painting, and be like, anyone can do it. Because it would just be like, oh, just try this and do that. And here's a happy tree. And I would, I'd always say to myself, I'm going to one day get out of canvas and do it. But, you know, when you come up from school... You know, I didn't have canvas, paintbrushes around, pencils to do some drawings. So I was better off just laying down, listening for a half hour. And then next thing I know, I woke up and Bob Ross's painting was done. 
<laughs> Did you dream of painting while you were napping? I don't recall if I dreamt of painting, but um, I did love watching him paint. It was fantastic. So now I'm excited that I'm actually able today to do an actual Bob Ross painting. We're excited for you to do it. So excited. All you need is a dream in your heart, a little practice. Rounding out the class, my nephew, the nine-year-old kid who wanted to paint like Bob, here to fulfill that destiny. Now I want to take you back. It was maybe like five or six months ago. We were sitting in this very spot, literally steps away from where we're standing right now. You and I had a conversation, the very first conversation about the Bob Ross podcast. I asked you like for your opinions. You were my consultant. You remember that? Yes. And there was a little chipmunk out here. And we had a good time talking about what the Bob Ross podcast was going to be all about. And we interviewed the chipmunk. That's correct. And one of the things we talked about was I asked you if I can make painting with a certified Ross instructor, Bob Ross class happen, would you participate? And what did you say? Yes. And because of that, we are here. The whole family is here now and we are doing it. What do you think about that? What, what's your reaction? I'm really excited. Really? Did you think it was going to happen when you were sitting just steps away in that spot right there when, when we were hanging out with the chipmunk? Did you think it was going to happen? Yeah, because you said it would and you work with Bob Ross people. And now we're here with this gentleman over here. Tell everybody what we're looking at right now before we get started. Canvases? Blank canvases? Right, and we're in Nana and Pop-Pop's backyard. Yeah. And what's all over the tables here? Paper. Do you know what we're going to paint? Mountains. And? Trees. And? Water. And? Islands. And? Sky. And? Clouds. And? I don't know if the sun's in it, but I think it is. Let's hope so. We're going to paint a really awesome painting today. We're going to paint the first painting that they taught us to paint in the certification program for a class. It's called My First Painting. And it's uh, got all of the iconic Bob elements in it. It has happy little clouds, mighty mountains, happy little trees, water with reflections, grass, rocks, sticks, couple big decisions. I thought today we'd do a painting that's just very pretty to make you feel good inside. We've just applied liquid white. How's that going for you? Good. And what about you? You got scolded. I put too much paint. You are the one who said, oh, I'm the artist, and look at you now. Ambitious. I was very ambitious with the paint. I thought I knew what I was doing, but apparently I did not. You're you're behind uh, your parents. You never see them do anything together, and here they are painting together. What do you think about that? I'm very happy that they decided to join us. It's a very nice thing to be doing as a family. And it's nice to see them enjoying themselves. You feeling the joy? Yes, I am. You feeling the joy? What? You feeling the joy? Yeah. And yeah, I painted. And of course I enjoyed it. And of course I made some pretty kick-ass mountains, too. But the true joy I felt came from being able to make this happen. From watching, for the first time in what seemed like a long time, watching my family do something all together. Besides eat. And maybe a hundred years from now, somebody will look at your painting and they'll, they'll know that you had a fantastic day. And then on this day, you, you truly did experience the joy of painting. We painted in the backyard until the sun went down. Then we all went inside and sat in the dining room, gazing upon our masterpieces. We've just done our majestic mountain painting, happy little trees. We did some bushes. We did some foothills. We did water lines. What do you think? 
My experience is much better than I had ever anticipated. And I have to say, I'm very impressed with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Why was the experience better? Well, I was intimidated, as you know, before, and I really didn't think I was capable of doing it. But the express instruction was what got me over the top here. Okay. And what's amazing me most is every one of these paintings I would, I would deem beautiful, but every one is different. We all created mountains and trees and bushes, but it's unique to us. So to me, that's really, it's amazing, right? Chris was one instructor and he gave everybody the same instructors. We came up overall with a blanket generality, but it's still unique to us. And they all are beautiful in their own right. They really are. Chris, what's your assessment of my mother's painting? They're all great. You know, when I teach other classes, this is what they look like. You know, everybody comes home and everybody's excited to see what they painted. And everybody says the same thing. I can't believe these all look so good, but I also can't believe that we all got the same instructions. (laughs) You know, they just all look a little different. Art painting should be very individual. Ronald Scalzo, family patriarch. Your first ever painting. You said earlier that you didn't think you could draw a stick figure before today. And you're looking at your painting right now. How'd you do? Phenomenal. Um, You're right. I can't draw a circle. And for the first time, I think, the first time doing this with the instruction from Chris, phenomenal. I mean, I would hang that up and say, you know, I did that. You know, and that's the first one. Now, as Chris was said, if I were to do one every day this week, by the time I get to seven days, my seventh one, I think it would be vastly improved, which is amazing because I think it looks good now. <laughs> I really do. They all look great. I'm really impressed with what, what you can do the first time. I can only imagine just practicing this a little, just a little. I notice you are the only person who signed his or her last name. Everyone else either did first name or initials. Can you explain? I was so impressed with my painting that I just may make a kind of like a business or a, a thing out of this where... Is that a, what this is coming it's to? A it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, a, it's a scalzo. It's a scalzo. It's a scalzo. It's a scalzo. It's a scalzo original. Well, Chris, you, you, can you confirm Bob Ross signed it Ross, right? He always signed his last name. So you're the only one that's stuck to the, uh, to the Bob Ross tradition here. Age. Experience. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. I know that sounds sort of silly to say, but sometimes we get carried away. You went in cocky. I was a little cocky. I was. I have confidence, but I haven't painted in quite some time. It, this it was, is good. Thank you. I like my trees. My, my trees on the left came out really nice. Your mountain peaks are very distinctive. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of highlights in this one. Yes. Well done. Thank you very May, much. Maybe you were right. Maybe you are the artist in the family. Well. And the experience. We all did it together. They said it couldn't be done. What, I have to say, I was very impressed with everyone's patience and the fact that they stuck through it when it got challenging, including myself. There were moments where I was like, I can't get my mountains to look like that, or there's no way these trees are going to turn out and look like real trees, you know, because you layer a lot of the paint and you do it in stages. But Chris gave great instruction. And, you know, after it's done and you take a step back and you look at it, Wow. Now, you expressed interest in perhaps being a CRI when I told you we were going to do this. 
Chris, do you have to have a specific skill set? You know, obviously not just an artistic background to be become a CRI. Like, what does my sister need to have in her utility belt to become a good CRI? What are the keys? Well, I can give you the Bob answer. Yeah, of course. Well, if it's the Bob Ross podcast, of course, with the Bob answer. <laughs> the Bob answer is: if you want to do this, what you really need is an interest to pursue it. That's really it. If you want to get better at this or anything, really, what Bob said is: talent is not something you're born with. Talent is not something you get touched to you by a higher power or something. Talent is a pursued interest. And if it interests you in doing this, and you're passionate about it, and you pursue it, you'll get better at it. Yeah, I believe it because seeing us as inexperienced painters and seeing the end results, it's really amazing that we just all did this. You know what I'm doing? That one of the most interesting things that we see as we run across the country teaching this fantastic method is people continually say, "I can't draw a straight line. I don't have the talent, Bob, to do what you're doing." That's baloney. Talent is a pursued interest. In other words, anything that you're willing to practice, you can do. And this is no exception. But it's like driving the car. At first, it's a little difficult. You have to learn how to make your hands and your foots work together. Same thing, and that's what we're trying to teach you here: is the technique. Once you have the technique down, all you need is a dream in your heart and a desire to put it on canvas. Okay. So what do you think about everybody's paintings besides your own overall? How did we do as a family? They're really good. Yeah? On a scale of 1 to 10, how did we do as a family? 100. And who's your favorite besides your own? Oh, mine. <laughs> Uncle Ronnie's. Yeah, he knows where his bread is buttered. All right, now let's talk to the man who did the most complaining and stressing during the experience, brother-in-law Anthony Domango. Again, no artistic experience. No. When we got to the mountain stage, I was standing behind you, and I noticed that's when you started to take a turn. This sucks. Literally. <laughs> what am I doing? What was going through your mind at that time? So when you start off with the background, it's basic, nice and simple, and then you start to go into more detail of the mountains. And being hard on myself, as I am all the time, I didn't like the way it was coming out, so my immediate reaction was to literally turn around and say, I'm done. <laughs> but kudos to Chris, our instructor, because just like Bob Ross, like you don't give up. And it, it's almost like life. Like I hate to sound like, you know, cliche, like, but art to me, like what we did today was me at that challenge moment, I wanted to give up and say, I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like Chris, like Bob Ross bringing us back, saying, no, no, don't worry. It's all going to work out. Sort of like life, right? You got to slow it down a little bit. That's the way I looked at it, you know, and it, and it turned out to be, I can't believe the way it came out because I did not see my painting look like that at all. I didn't either, and I was behind it, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I'm like, I hope he comes back from this. But it was a fantastic experience. I mean, our instructor was, was awesome. Chris was, everything was don't worry about it and take your time. And uh, it really does teach you patience and it teaches you, you know, for four hours, we all got out of our heads and what was going on in the rest of this world, right? And yeah. Four hours, Wasn't even to, thinking about anything yeah. besides mountains and happy little yeah. trees, right? I loved it. Great experience. Now, you're a gym mm -hmm. teacher. Mm -hmm. What about you becoming a CRI? Like, what is it, you know, what do you think? What's the difference between teaching somebody how to do this and teaching somebody how to do squat thrusts? Right. So I teach elementary school kids. So teaching us kids, believe it or not, how to 
do basic throwing a ball, dribbling a basketball. You have to really bring it down to a level to teach kids. It's the same thing, I, I think, with art. Like when you're dealing with people that never painted before, it's like kids that never played basketball before, you have to bring it down to a level where the teacher has to be good enough to put it out there for the students to be able to receive it. And if the teacher's good enough, the students will learn. Be positive influence constantly. You know, keep reinforcing that they're going to get better. And uh, it was a great experience. I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Chris Severin taught my family to paint like Bob Ross. He's always had the tools to teach. I bet Chris could teach you about synthesizers or video editing, music theory or Photoshop too. But Chris chose his pursued interest. Chris chose Bob. Everybody trusts Bob. Bob gets my foot in the door. It's up to me to make it so that you have a good experience and the people who are at the classes have a good experience. That's my problem to solve. But they're there because they trust Bob. And I really would like to thank you for inviting me into your home. I feel as if I know you, and if we're good friends, it does wonderful things to my heart to know that you're watching the shows and that you're having fantastic success. What I really like about Bob's show is that he shows you things, sometimes from a different point of view. He'll be painting a mountain, and, you know, he says, go research, look at things, Go out into nature, walk around, look at trees, see how they're built, you know, and then come home and and apply that. You know, if you don't have that, go to the library and get books to look at. Chris learned encouragement from Bob. He also learned it from the other Bobs in his life. The musicians in his family, his wife, his friend who took him to the painting class, his mom, and his magician dad. I was blessed my entire life to have people who weren't unwilling to hand over information to me as I was learning things and being taught things and stuff. Nobody was gatekeeping and and stopping me from being better at something. And so to be able to do that for anybody, for me, is, is really cool. And with help from Bob and Chris, I got to do something really cool for my family. I got to see them all smile and laugh and paint. I got to see the look of pride on all their faces over what they had done. This holiday season, thanks to Bob Ross, I got to spread some joy. Isn't that just the best feeling? You know, people will be in my class and say, mine doesn't look like yours. And I get to sit there and say, mine didn't look like that either. <laughs> you know, I worked at it. I took, I practiced. If you want to do it, this is how I hold it. This is how I do it. I did that with your mom tonight. You know, that's one of the cool things I think about the teaching is that when I go over and say, They say, I'm not happy with this, or I don't like the way this looks. It's like, well, let's stop and talk about what I'm doing and why it looks different than what you're doing, you know? And that's the part I really like. You really don't have to worry about it. It it just happens. And that truly is the joy of painting. Find out more about Chris and sign up for a class at letspaintapicture.art. The old clock on the wall tells me that this episode is done. You ready for some last-minute shopping, Bob? This is a gorgeous painting to give as a Christmas present. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll give it to someone. Won't keep it from myself, no siree. I'll just put it right here for now. Remember, everybody, support your local public television station. Say thanks for giving us Bob Ross and the joy of painting. 
What about your paintings? We want to see them. Use hashtag PaintLikeBobRoss. Bob Ross certified instructors, they're the only ones that know how to teach you Bob's world-famous painting method. Don't settle for second best. Find a local CRI at BobRoss.com and then click Take a Class. If you got your own Bob Ross story to tell, leave us a message at 866-FANBRUSH. Or you can email us at podcast at bobross.com. You can follow all things Bob Ross on the Instagram at bobross underscore the joy of painting. I'm Ron Scalzo. Happy holidays. The Joy of Bob Ross is produced by Lonely Weekend Productions in partnership with Bob Ross, Inc. Bob Ross name and images are registered trademarks of Bob Ross, Inc.